This has been a long time coming. Hello all, and welcome to the very first episode of Geeks and Games. Well, hello there, people. How are you doing? Mario's history in both games. July 9th, Donkey Kong, the arcade cabinet, is released. It not only introduced the character of Donkey Kong, but a little guy named Jumpman, also known as Mario. And film as well. The very first video game movie ever, Super Mario Bros. The Quest for Princess Peach. <laughs> what? They should have made a live-action Mario movie. Well... <laughs> they made it a live-action? So let's get into 1993's video game adaptation, Super Mario Bros. The Movie. Hello, all, and welcome to the very first episode of Geeks and Films. I guess every journey must eventually come to an end. Jack Black is Bowser! (laughs) I love it so much! It's a me, a Mario. That's not the voice. You'll have to wait to hear the voice. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come! But for now, here we are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the eighth episode of Geeks and Films slash the 42nd episode of Geeks and Games. This is a very, 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 very special event. Uh, with me, as always, is Yoshimitsu. Yep, and uh, you guys know the drill, of course. Uh, unfortunately, Plague is not able to join us yet again. <laughs> I don't even know. Would it, would you think he'd still be interested in? I I mean, you know, I I I'd, I'd go into more detail about like why or why not, but I think we're saving some stuff later on in the episode to talk about that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I know Plague would love to be here with us, though, so it's a shame he hasn't been able to join for a long time. Yes. Um. Under better circumstances, we would also have Pavlos here. Um, unfortunately, we could not, but I have found a workaround that still technically has him here. Um, you'll you'll see what I mean in a second. Uh, and by that I mean you, you uh, our in our last episode we had um our person of the year was artificial intelligence. So because of that, I have made a Pavlos AI to generate response. No, I have not. Can you imagine, though? Can you imagine? It, it would not surprise me, but um, it, it you can't live up to the real thing, honestly. Pavlos is Pavlos, and Pavlos is too good. Oh, gosh. Geeks and Games, the AI episode. We need to make AIs of each other and then have ourselves... Fight. That actually that would actually be really entertaining. Brief note from post production Tiger here. I was going to have Pavlos record his thoughts separately and send it to us. Um unfortunately that did not work out, so the two of us is what you get. That's all, thank you. Before we get into our episode news, I don't keep up with news anymore because it is difficult. Full confession, I have not actually sat down to play a video game in a good few months um one big reason why the podcast hasn't been uploading because i've been too busy and my focuses slash interests have shifted slightly but what i do know is based off of what i've seen is that final fantasy 16 released i know that um 
Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom released recently. There was also a Nintendo Direct I covered wherein they revealed a new Mario game called, I think it was Super Mario Bros. Wonder. It's a new 2D Mario game uh, that almost reminds me of New Super Mario Bros. and that it is reinventing the style of classic Mario. But seems to be going about it completely differently. And I think it's having voice acting for some reason. But Honestly, we... a night... another 2D game is never a bad thing. Yeah. Classic sort of. We ended up seeing a remaster of Mario RPG. Oh, by the way, guess what game still isn't on the Switch yet, despite the fact that it needs to be. Uh, uh, Pikmin 4. No, I mean, it's coming next, but like, um, Mother 3 still isn't there and it's going to be there. Oh, no, I, I know. I'm, I'm trying to say something other than how frustrated I am that a certain game that I shall not name is not yet on this Twitch. Should do it, gosh dang it, Nintendo. I'm not mad, you are. We pre- will we get Mother 3? I don't know. I think we're closer to it than ever. Because um, Earthbound got on Switch Online. It, both first two Earthbound games got on Switch Online in 2021. Or maybe it was early 2022. And then GBA and Super Nin- GBA Game Boy came to Switch Online earlier this year. So I think we're getting... Very, very, very close. But who knows? Maybe they'll just make an idiot decision again. I don't know. But anyway, today is the most specialist episode of all time. Because today we are going to talk about 2023's The Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, we're the Mario Brothers in plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When you think he's in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Uh, At long last, it has arrived. Yes. The back back let me let me just set the backdrop to both the movie and this episode. You probably heard in intro i got done recently uh, as the episode started but it's been a long time coming it started when we first mentioned um the super mario bros movie on episode 14 which was our first episode with pavlos we watched the mario bros movie from the 90s the live action one together uh that august um it was a two-parter because of how long it was it was a really fun episode then <laughs> I think that month, uh, I I knew the animated one was coming out for a good few years, but then it was revealed that September in a Nintendo Direct, they're like, hey, here's the cast list for our Mario movie. It's coming out in December of 2022. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm getting into memories too quickly. Actually... I'll hold off on that for two seconds, and I'm going to mention something regarding the uh, the cast list. So first off, it premiered April 1st, 2023 in L.A., and it got a ride release later on 
April 5th. Uh, it was originally December 21st, 2022. Then it was going to release April 7th, but then they pushed it back two days. And then it released in Japan April 28th. It was produced by Illumination Animation. Uh, Nintendo, they started a new film division recently, which may mean future things coming out. And Universal Studios, and it was released by Universal. So when it when I say it had its premiere in L.A., it premiered at the theater uh, on CityWalk at Universal Studios. Yes, it is the very same uh, Universal CityWalk that is in the music video to Justin Bieber's hit song, Baby. It was directed we do not by- say that name on that pod- on this podcast. Thank you. Just- Justin Bieber. What what did he do to you? Nothing directly. I just do not appreciate him very much. That's me though. Sorry, personal great. Personal. <laughs> uh, let's see. The movie was directed by Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelenic, so it was just like the original movie in that it was directed by two people. Um, Listen, wait, the original was directed by multiple, more than three. I thought. It. It. I think it was like. It, it switched hands, but the final product was directed by, I think it was Annabelle Jenkel and Rocky Morton, who were also the creators of um, Max Headstrom. Uh, th- so they created Max Headstrom as like a weird sitcom, as, as like a weird TV show idea. I can't remember if it was a sitcom or not. Edrum, not Headstrom. I was close, though. I think the movie was written by Matthew Fogel. It was produced by Chris Melodondri and Shigeru Miyamoto. They were the guys that we saw at the direct they did in October. We know who Miyamoto is in Melodondri. We know him as the wrong Chris because it was like, here's Chris, and then it, a Chris comes on and it's not Jack Black. And then here's our cast. Uh, Chris Pratt as Mario. Charlie Day as Luigi. Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Jack Black as Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. Kari Payton as the Penguin King. Charles Martinet as cameo characters. I think he was like Mario's grandpa, but also like that one guy in the shop. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention... Spoiler warning. Major spoilers. Usually I don't do this because we don't talk about new movies, but be beware of spoilers. Michael Jelenic's daughter, or one of the director's daughters, ended up playing the weird, uh, obsessed Luma. with death Luma. Remember? I love that. I love that character. In a slight tangent, uh, my sister in a D&D campaign has basically fulfilled the exact same role and is exactly the same way. It's hilarious. Yeah, she's a bard and we're captured by a troop of goblins and she just keeps singing about death and they love her. Most of us kind of hate her. It's awesome. Anyways, sorry. I digress. This is a mixture of memories and what happened. So first, uh, Nintendo had been skeptical about licensing out the characters to other properties following the 1993 movie. Because we mentioned Fair. that one wasn't received that well. Um, yeah. 2014 Sony Pictures hack, which like leaked a bunch of PlayStation Network accounts. Uh, no, it, it revealed like emails between the directors. It was emails by producers trying to secure the rights for Mario. I think they talked about like, I think a couple problematic ones that got leaked were like emails about producers talking about actors they didn't like and thought were entitled. Um. Oops. 
but this history with Nintendo and Universal goes back a, quite a bit. And uh, in the 80s, um, Universal sued Nintendo because of uh, they made a game called Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong sounds an awful lot like King Kong, which they own the property rights to. Except during the trial, they Get figured on. out, wow, Universal doesn't actually own the rights. Who did? What? I'd, I, it was in the public domain. Oops. Universal is just like, hey, we made that movie back in 1933, so it's ours. Copyright. Exactly. I'm going to have to put that music in the background on the actual episode, by the way. Do you know who the lawyer that fought on Nintendo's side was for that uh, lawsuit? Jack Black. No. His name was John Kirby, and so to thank him, Nintendo did two things. I think they gave him a yacht that he christened the Donkey Kong, and then Nintendo made a video game featuring a little pink puffball they named Kirby after him. Oh. Yeah, you said John Kirby, and my mind went Jack Kirby. Marvel. Oh, that's Mar- cool. Marvelio. Marvelio. Anyway, it's the it's the MCU Mario Bros crossover you've all been waiting for, featuring no, featuring Stario Lord, featuring Chris Pratt as. Wait a minute. A discussion between Nintendo and Universal regarding a film uh, began in 2016. The collaboration started when Miyamoto met Melodondri through the creation of the Super Nintendo World theme park. Uh, reports on said discussion started in 2017 with a formal announcement that it was in development uh, came out in 2018. And then September 2021, a month after we recorded our episode on the 90s movie, we got our first real information regarding casting in that month's Nintendo Direct. Maniscalco playing Spike was leaked the previous month when he mentioned in an interview that he was doing something for the movie. Um, and then it was made with the original like December 2022 release date. And then another direct happened that we reacted to October 6th, 2022, where we got our first trailer, which is literally just like the first scene of the movie. And then like Mario landing in the Mushroom Kingdom. It's the one where he goes, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come, which he does not actually say in the movie BT dubs. Yeah. And I think the design of Mario was leaked like the day before the direct because of like a McDonald's promo art getting leaked. Uh, November 29th, the second trailer leaked, uh, which was when Peach was formally revealed. I think she was also leaked. But that same trailer direct, we also heard from uh, Seth Throgan and Anya Taylor-Joy regarding their opinions on the movie. Seth Rogen said he had a dog named Zelda, whereas um, I think, if I remember right, Chris Pratt said verbatim. Uh, growing up, man, I spent hours of my life stomping Koopas in the original Mario Brothers arcade game at my local laundromat. And then I think Stomping Koopas became a big meme because of how long of a pause it was. I was like, but Jack Black, man, his heart was in, and soul were in it. Chris Pratt just kind of like tried a bit. And then I think for the the Super Bowl, there was a there was that plumbing commercial that came out. Um so it and fun fact, the theme song for that plumbing commercial came from the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, which was a the one in the '90s featuring 
this wrestler named Lou Albano. So that was the opening theme to it. And then the closing thing was uh, Mario telling you to do the Mario, which was a, a dance. And our final direct with information on it came March 9th, 2023. And then we went out to see the movie together that April, didn't we? We both dressed up. Yep. That was fun. Oh, man. I don't even dress that fancy for church. So full full tie, nice collared shirt. I even stole my sister's fedora. Didn't end up needing it, but it was fun anyway. What was funny was that there were quite a few children in the theater, so I felt old, but it it was an interesting experience, nonetheless. We we are going to do some closing thoughts when we wrap up later on, but right now I would like to ask, basically, what were your general thoughts about the movie? You know, one of my friends described it as, it had about as much plot as you'd expect from a Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh. And uh, I I think he's right. It's a very... I wouldn't say it's a good movie, per se, but it was very entertaining, and I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I, so again, I wouldn't say it was good, per se, but I'd say I enjoyed it. It was fun. And I think that was one of the big goals they were going for. Um, so, general thoughts. Casting isn't too bothersome. Chris Pratt as Mario is jarring at first, but I got used to it. Some might not. The animation, textures, lighting, and the original music, well, you know, scoring, were really good, and I think this movie is among Illumination's best, but I'm still kind of trying to figure out if what, what's better. This one, Minions 2 or Despicable Me 1. It moves very fast. It's paced very quickly. Yeah. I've kept That's hearing... one of the things that I think throws me off. There's, like, one, one of the things in most good movies is they have character development of some kind and there's pretty much none yes see the thing is i think it's not like a master work of cinema but i think they also did what they set out to do because like people are like well the mario yeah, movie i would agree with that people are like the mario movie doesn't have a story blah 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 and then other people are like well the mario games don't have a story either blah 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 and i'm kind of tired of both sides of this argument at this point <laughs> they're both wrong they're both wrong. So it's like, oh, Mario games don't have a story, so why should the movie either? That's the worst argument I've heard ever. Because that is because all the you know, that's really, a that's a fallacy right there. Because all the movie needed to do was be big and bright and have some funny dumb jokes, and then um. So, so the kids wouldn't be bored and the parents could say, wow. Also, every other shot in this movie is a reference. And it's like, you can't, like, really depend on that. But, yeah. th- I mean, there is one specific part later on that's, like, a reference, but also, like, a joke. It's It's a joke that if you're familiar with it, you will see it coming. But then if you're not, you won't. And I'll fix. But if you're not, it still works anyway, and I'll mention what that is when we get to it. Let me see. So first off, when the movie starts, Bowser, bum bum bum, invades the kingdom of uh Pablo from the Backyardigans. He invades the Ice Castle, and then he takes the star. They ask him if he yields. He says that he does not yield. And so then... uh Memes. And so then uh Bowser's boyfriend, Kamek, um, takes down... 
the penguin troops and then he gets the power star and then he's like who's gonna stop me like just like in the trailer i think like one or two lines were different that's when we cut to the plumbing commercial it's like the same as the trailer for that also the super bowl one but then it changed a little bit it's like are you tired of paying too much for plumbing mamma mia and then it's like uh and, th- and then there's the woman who, by the way, is voiced by the same actress that played Peach in the original Mario Super Show in the night. She says, thank you, Mario Bros. It looks like the only thing you haven't drained is my bank account. And she's like, what is this? This is stupid. And so then we see that they're watching the commercial in like the punch out pizzeria or whatever it was. Uh, I wonder what that's reference. to. And then we see this like old Mario looking guy playing the game. This is um. I think his name is Giuseppe. He's Charles Martinet's cameo. And seeing him like act just like Mario, it's like, what were you doing there? It's like, by having the actor who plays Mario play a character that acts just like Mario, all you're doing is just making me think like how much like he probably should have been playing it. Because arguments are like, well, it would be annoying to hear the Mario voice the whole time. and But then arguments against that are like, well, Charles Martinet is actually like, he's a voice actor, so he can do more stuff than just that. Like, he played the dragon in Skyrim. That was him. So, like, he can do more stuff. He could make... It's a me, a dragon. <laughs> he could make the Mario voice more subtle. Like, he... Maybe. Uh, also, the the woman that played the not Princess Peach's uh, genie Elias, so shout-outs. Um, so in this pizzeria, we also meet Spike, Mario and Luigi's former boss. He doesn't believe in Mario because they both left his old workplace to found the business, and then he's like, you're small, and that's all you'll ever be, and this starts this recurring theme of Mario feeling schmoll. And, and then they're like, have you even it's got It's okay. Any- he can fix up. Problem with performance enhancing drugs. You'll find out later. Yes, he can. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And so then the, the, the Spike is like, Have you even gotten any calls for your stupid plumbing business? Luigi's like, Yeah, we're getting a call like, um, right now. Uh, his cell phone is the, the GameCube theme, by the way. And this is like right after he smashes his phone on the floor, which was actually like a pretty good joke. TBH. It was, it was, yeah, it was supposed to be like a mic drop, and he kind of just drops his phone on the floor and it cracks. <laughs> exactly. He's like, boom. I said Oops. a boom, chicka boom. Oh, no. I hate that. Uh, they, then, they, then they run to the house for the job, and then they run across this construction zone, which is literally structured to look exactly like World 1 1 from Mario 1. And this is like a Which really I did s- not notice. This is That's a really re- like swanky minimalist house in the middle of a bustling city so they go in and this is when we meet the mario brothers fiercest enemy not bowser but like this random dog who literally like wants to kill them and so the reason the dog wants to kill them is because luigi steps on the dog's bone i think the dog's name is francis 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 the dog is the most vicious mario enemy to clarify not the dog's bone, it like a dog, like a bone inside the dog. They crushed one of his treats. Yeah, so, bad mistake. And oh, so he, he crushed the dog's bone. Oh gosh, I didn't even think about that. Like, oh yeah, no, they stepped on, they broke the dog's bone. I'm like, they did not step broke. on his leg and whatnot. Um, 
So that they probably trap, could have solved a lot of problems. They trap him in the shower so they can get some work done, but then it's like the toilet keeps like bursting, and then there's pipes under the floor that keep making the room wet, and then eventually things happen to the point where, uh, to the tune of uh, the habanera from Carmen, we uh, the shower turns on, and then the dog just like goes up, up, up as the water fills up the shower, and then he comes out, and then he starts attacking the Mario Brothers again. Um, then he falls out the window, and uh, they could have just let the dog fall, and then, you know, one less problem for them. Uh, but no, they had to be, you can't, you can't have the dog die in a kid's movie, this ain't Old Yeller. They, uh, <laughs> they get, they get the dog. Well, they pull him up with a plunger, and then yeah. the uh, owners of the house walk in as they're pulling him out of the toilet with it's, the entire yeah. thing in shambles. Yeah, I, I guess the dogs that that like shell shocked the dog into not being mean because he shows up again like at the very end he gives them a nod of respect after they beat Bowser I think. Yay! Spoilers. I said spoilers at the beginning. We're good. Afterwards, Mario and Luigi head home and we meet the Mario family. Um, one of my favorite details of this, by the way, is there's Grandpa Mario and their mom is like feeding him spaghetti from a fork and he's like sitting there going ah with with his eyes closed and then she keeps dropping it off the fork while she's trying to talk to the Mario brothers and this, this is another recurring theme Mario's father says that it was a stupid idea to start a plumbing business with no plan and I'm like he's kind of right yes you should be careful but the whole message of the movie is follow your dreams and your dreams will come true which i'm like every disney movie has done that to death so like why so this is also when we get uh the the running thing about mario hating mushrooms and then he doesn't hate mushrooms anymore so mario is uh in his room depressed playing kid icarus on his nintendo entertainment system and then Luigi's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll we'll do fine. And then the TV turns on. We see that Mayor Pauline from uh, Super Mario Odyssey is like, oh, no, the streets are flooded in New York. Whatever will we do? And then the Mario Bros say it's Mario Marioing time. And they Mario all the way down to the sewer system, which is, by the way, the way they get into the Mushroom Kingdom is kind of the exact same as how the original did it. Same with, like, at the end when the worlds converge. It's like, I'm kind of surprised that that exact same story beat happened. Um, Let's see. This is when... Then when they get through the sewers to find the problem, they find this big green pipe. Luigi gets sucked into it. Then Mario does, and then they go through, like, I don't know, the Bifrost or whatever. Uh, Luigi gets sucked to the Darklands. Mario goes to the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, by the way, the actual Maze of Pipes is probably a reference to one of the levels in Mario Bros. 3. I can't remember what world, but I know there's a world where it's just, like, pipes everywhere. Um, so, in the Mushroom Kingdom, Mario meets Toad for the first time. So I, I enjoyed his performances, Toad, I'll be honest. Keegan Michael Key is awesome. Yeah, it it wasn't grading like every other Toad voice in human existence, which was funny. I, I I mean the one from the live action movie wasn't that grading. Oh yeah, that's but it was like not Toad, it was just some random uh B list rock star. He's a street musician. How dare you? And an amazing one at that. 
Yeah, uh, the guy who plays him is a B-list rock star. I thought you said beatless. I'm like, that's no B list. Like he's not that popular, but like they could afford him for the movie and stuff. That guy was Mojo Nixon. Who's he's done some impressive stuff, by the way. So don't let me ripping on him. Uh, suit, uh, soil your opinion of him. Um, they toil your pants. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Like, oh yeah. Now guys, beware. Tiger ripped on someone. You're going to soil your pants. Luigi, when he's in the dark lands, this is when he meets the dry bones and like he knocks it out and then the dry bones gets back together. However, my only complaint is that when the dry bones falls apart, it makes the sound from the games. But when it gets back together, it does not, which is like, I'm like, why, why, why is that? Weird inconsistency. Exactly. Um, We cut back. So, oh, uh, Luigi like runs into the abandoned castle from all of the dry bones and then he gets kidnapped by the shy guys. Squid game characters. Yeah, exactly. Um Ma- Mario meanwhile uh goes to the hustling bustling mushroom kingdom goes through a bunch more pipes to find the castle and then toad this this is when we get the really dumb our princess is in another castle. It's like I don't think it's such a bad joke. I think it's kind of starting to get run into the ground a little bit, where it's like, Nintendo, there's more Mario games than Mario Bros. 1, you know, where I'm kind of tired of, like, just Mario 1 references. It's for the old people. The old people are like, yes, I remember that game. I played it on my Nintendo, and I'm like, yes, I remember it too, because Nintendo won't stop making me remember it. Yeah, it's... Oh, by old people, I mean anyone who's over 30. Exactly. That's what we meant. Yep. So if you're over 30, guys, you're old. I have spoken. When uh, Toad takes Mario to the castle, he distracts them with food, which I don't think was his ability in any of the games, but I think that might be a Captain Toad. So Mario meets Peach in the castle. Um, she judo flicks him. Yes, she duels him. Uh, the Toads tell her that the Superstar is on its way for, with Bowser and could reveal the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, Rewinding a bit, she judo flips him and then tells people not to attack him. Exactly. What the heck? <laughs> and so Mar and so Peach is like, "Okay, Mario, you need help. So we're going to train you." And so she brings out this big question mark thing, and it unfolds, and it's a training course. And then it's the Lego set. Exactly. Um. She makes Mario eat mushrooms so he can be big boy. And then he's like, but I hate mushrooms. And then she's like, eat it anyway. I don't care. She force feeds him performance enhancing drugs. Exactly. I think Peach is the real villain of this film. Though, dude, that's why Bowser loves her. She's really evil. Oh, yes. When he's training, it's to the tune of I Need a Hero, which was done best in Shrek and will not be done great again. So stop trying. No, I, I think it was pretty good in Loki. It was in Loki? Yeah. I forgot about that. It's actually a good fight scene, I'll be honest. Oh yes, I remember now. It wasn't it wasn't it in like the the, 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 the medieval middle ages or like the live action role play scene? Yep. I remember now. Yes. Yes. So Mario eventually kind of gets the course correctly. And uh this is when Peach tells, uh, oh, wait a minute. Before that, we we see Bowser having, like, a rock concert for his minions. 
And then he's like, I will marry Princess Peach. This is going to be amazing, guys. And then there's a scene where he, like, a Koopa mouths off to him, and then he, like, fire breathes him, and he thinks, oh, no. But then he just doesn't mouth off. He kind of just is like, he, he doesn't really mouth off. He just, like, but what about the glaringly obvious fact that she's probably not going to say yes? Uh, to Bowser, that is mouthing off. That is true. This is also when we see uh, Luigi first entrapped and put in jail. Um, uh, and then after that, I think this is when we cut to Mario and Peach in the fire flower fields and Toad's there. And then she tells him, oh, yes. When I was a kid, I found uh, my first memories are in the Mushroom Kingdom. I found my way there one day and then they made me their princess for some reason. You know, the, may I also point out at this point, Toad is with them. Did he have to complete the obstacle course? No. No, he did not. He kind of just went along anyway. I guess he, he's he's a special boy. He's a special little boy. Also, her sense of, like, I won't let Bowser hurt any of you, and then commences to take one of them with her on a quest where they're going to go straight up fight Bowser. Oh, I forgot there was a point before they Jeez. left where they're, where she's like, we're going to stop Bowser and save the Mushroom Kingdom, and then... One of the toads, one of the toads, points tomorrow, and, and it's like, "Then who's this?" And then Peach goes, "He's not important." Yeah, it's like, wouldn't, would, like, wouldn't you argue that the toad who's coming along with them is not important? I don't. Toad wasn't there at that point in time. He joined oh. them outside of the city. Um, right after Peach reveals her backstory is also when Bowser sings Peach's, the best song in human yeah. existence. And also, right oh, here, getting interrupted by his uh, his uh, definitely not boyfriend, Kamek, in which just... they play the theme, the dungeon theme. This is a clip right here that we took when we watched the movie last week of Pavlos's reaction to Peaches, which was on Blu-ray, not from the theater, by the way. Reaction? Oh, kind of. Reaction. We should put it in a place where we can all be heard. That's central. Why is he? Uh, it's not Billy Joel. I hate this. Where's the bathroom? I decided I'd just mess I'm out of here. No, don't. Just keep. Are you just pausing? It's kind of like the rapping. Is this a song Peaches that you play? That was the song? Yes. That was it? Yes. I wasn't I was disappointed. It was terrible. Yep. Um, fun times. Fun, fun, fun. He, he should. I, I've heard that he's recovering well. So, Pavlos from that song. Oh yeah, exactly. There's also a music video to that, by the way. Jack Black like dressed up as Bowser yep. in live action, and it was it wasn't bad like costume and makeup job too. It's funny. I I, I I've seen a. Uh, 
Jif Gif, however if you want to say it, I do not care of Bowser or uh, him singing that. He looks hilarious. That might just be Jack Black being Jack Black, but like, yeah. Oh, also right after this is when we meet a depressed Luma and then the Penguin King is like, we cannot take this anymore. The narcissism is agonizing. There is no hope. There is only the sweet release of death. You know, and I think the daughter who plays the, this Luma, she must have been only like six, seven, eight years old. I don't know. What was weird was like in an interview they did like regarding the character, they didn't show the young actress at all, which my theory is that like because of legal reasons, you can't show like a child performing like as an actor, especially if it's like a family member of the director. I don't know why or why not. Sorry. Okay. In the bonus features. Because... Oh, yeah, maybe. But also like, what's the kid going to say? Yeah, my daddy wanted me to do a job for him. I just wanted to know, it's like... about the sweet release of death. <laughs> I, I feel like a bonus feature of a kid talking about the sweet release of death might not go down well for a lot of people. Just gonna put that out there. This is when, um... Also right after when uh, Bowser, uh, I mean, Peach and Mario decide, hey, we need to go to the Kong Kingdom. So they go and they meet Blondie Kong with the of sport coat and then they take uh, this car down and then this is when we get played a take on me by AHA. This is another needle drop where I'm like, okay, I'd, it's a good song. But like, what, what purpose does it serve in the story? Mining away. Oh gosh, don't you dare. I don't know. In this Minecraft day, so beautiful. But I I think it's a good song. It's just not I don't Mine Diamonds? No, take on me. I just don't know if I like how it's used here. I don't dislike it. I'll put it that way. I find it interesting that they have no problem getting into the Kong Kingdom, like going straight to the king at all they're kind of just taken right there versus if mario wanted to see peach he was not allowed i didn't think about it that way yep did you watch like the ryan george video or whatever and this is where you're getting your i have seen the ryan george video but that's not part of it that had nothing oh. to do with it and then so cranky kong he's like okay you can you'll have to fight my strongest warrior and so then they, they fight him. And the strongest warrior happens to be Donkey Kong. And how is Donkey Kong introduced in this movie? Donkey Dong. He is introduced mm -hmm. with the DK rap. The one, the only. Yeah, this... yeah, yeah. Here we go. So the final year. Performing for you. If you know the words. Sorry. My problem, and a lot of people have had this problem with the movie, is that they did not credit the guy who composed the song in the credits. Yeah, that's kind of sussy. Sussy wussy? Something like that. I, I, I redact that statement. You never heard me say that word. So during this fight scene, um, 
we get cameos from Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, and Chunky Kong. Mario, so the scene I was talking about earlier in Easter Egg, where it's like, it still works even if you don't know the reference. It was a part where Mario gets the blue mushroom, and then if you know the game, it's from New Super Mario Bros. You're like, oh, he's going to turn small because that's the blue mushroom from New Super Mario Bros. And then he eats it, and then he turns small, and then Cranky Kong goes, he ate the wrong mushroom. And uh, I'm like, did you really need to say what was happening if we just saw it? We kind of know he ate the wrong mushroom. But after that fight, this is when Mario also gets when Mario also gets the cat power up and finally beats DK Donkey Kong. Donkey Dong reluctantly agrees to join this this quest. Donkey Dong got beat up by a furry. Yes. After he yeah, exactly. And that Yoshimitz is great at making stupid faces, except nobody can see them because we don't have the technology <laughs> to make audio podcasts. I mean, we do. Video, video podcasts, podcast. Yes, we do, but like, we don't really see the need to for this specific type. I might do something with it in the I'm future. not exactly willing or ready to do a face reveal at this point in time either. So. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Um... In terms of more specific episodes, maybe. Um, uh, after um, this is the 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 most interesting scene with Kamek in the whole movie when Bowser des- decides to do a fake proposal and then he has Kamek all dressed up as Princess Peach. He's like, "Oh yes, I love it." And then the blue shell comes in and he's like, "Sir, we have news." And then instead of being like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we're so embarrassed," they just go, "What?" And then the blue shell Koopa. They're both asks. mad at him. Hammock is enjoying this too much. The role play. Yeah, like I said, it's like Harley Quinn and the Joker. <laughs> or like, uh, if you know Harry Potter, well, like Bellatrix and Voldemort. It's like that too. But what happens is blue, blue shell Koopa comes in. He doesn't question the legitimacy of this that much either. He, 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 he knows what, what he's getting into. Um, this is when Bowser finds out, oh, I see, they're going to Rainbow Road, so we'll just go to Rainbow Road and uh, beat them up there. And so they, there's a cart-building montage um, to the tune of Thunderstruck by ACDC, which, by the way, Yoshimitsu and I were talking about ACDC earlier. If you want to listen oh. to a good ACDC song, listen to their track from Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap entitled uh, Big Balls. It sure is uh, the song of all time. It's a song of all time. Not even the song of all time, just a song of all it's time. It's one of the songs of all time. I see. Making it a song of all time. Um. Let's see. After the chasing, this is when we get another cute little Easter egg. The... um. Blue Shell Koopa transforms into, like, the Blue Shell from the Mario Kart games and then, like, knocks Mario and Donkey Kong off the course. And then I think this is when they get eaten by the the eel the or the Unagi, if you... I think that was what they called it in the Mario 64. Which is Japanese for eel. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. I think it's, like, a sushi. Yep. I think also before this, there was a scene where it's, like, Mario is talking to Peach about like, oh, by the way, turtles don't try to kidnap people in my universe. You buy them as pets. 
when we go, I'll buy you one. And the doggy calls like, oh my gosh, are you this bad at flirting? <laughs> then I'm like, I don't think he was flirting. I think he was just making small talk. What's weird is that, like, despite the fact that it is framed like that, Mario and Peach don't really have a romantic relationship in this movie, like, at all. I think it's... Like, you could argue a similar thing is, like, in the Lego movie with Wildstyle and Emmett. Like, it is, but it isn't. Like, it... But they, the best they do is hold hands. Or, I mean, get as close to that as you can with Lego. No, I, I'd argue that Emmett and Wildstyle is more of a romantic relationship because there are still scenes where it shows, like, he's kind of low-key obsessed with her early on, but then at, like, the beginning of the second one, they get a house together and stuff, and this is when it's more like... Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'd agree, I... Yeah. I'm saying they're like the most they do in that movie is hold hands. Like he is in love with her, obviously, but like. Yeah, exactly. I will say, though, you know who has more of a romantic relationship than uh, Mario and Peach? Mm. Oh, Bowser. You already... Yeah, B Bowser and, uh, and Kamek. Hey. B best, uh, best, be best, best in the whole movie. Um,. Let me see what what happened after that. They still get eaten up by the eel. And this is when Bowser hijacks Peach at the end and he's like, Oh, by the way, I'll let me uh let me may may I marry you? And then she's like, No, I never will, you're ugly and stuff. And then she's like, Ah, oh, guess what? You'll marry me anyway if you value uh the safety of the universe. And she's like, Okay, fine. And but then she she does hatch a plan later. Um, With uh, another Easter egg. Performance enhancing drugs. The ice flower, yeah. But before that, this is when Mario and DK escape the eel with the, the, the cart motor. There's it's a... about as close as we get to character development in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. they cheat Exactly. There, there is no time to slow down for character moments when it's like action set piece after action set piece. Um, there is a scene where like DK is talking about with Mar about dads, and then dad and then Mario's like, "My dad thinks I'm a joke," and then DK goes, "Yeah, well, your dad's right," which was a the way he delivers that is good. It's not great, but it's good. I kind of like it. Um, what what happened right after? Um, this is when we get to the the wedding. Peach uses an ice flower to freeze up Bowser as the prisoners get lowered into the lava. Mario and DK come out just in time. Uh, Mario gets the Tanuki and then... Uh, Furry version 2. Yeah. D uh, DK gets the fire flower, and so they beat up the Koopa forces. They save Luigi, then they save the princess, even though I think the princess did a pretty good job saving herself. Unfortunately, King Babam blows up, which is sad. It was a fun, it was a cute little cameo. I think, and King Boo also got a cameo. He but did, then, but um, Bowser he frees his head still, and then he's like, destroyed the Mushroom Kingdom, and so they sent out the. They call it the Bomber Bill, even though in the games it is the Bonsai Bill. I wonder. I don't know whose bright idea that was to change the name. Bonsai. Nuclear Bill. Is bonsai offensive? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would say yes, except that the game was made by Japanese people. <laughs> exactly. 
Like if somebody jumps off a diving board in a movie and says Geronimo, is that offensive to indigenous peoples? Depends. Some might say. Exactly. It really kind of depends. I don't know why they changed it anyway. But Mario uses his Tanuki tail, flies up to the bonsai bill or bomber bill, hits it in the eyeball. It gets mad and then he's like, hmm, I know, I'll send it into the green pipe and have it blow up my world instead. And that's not what it does. It just blows up like the bridge. And despite the fact that there are probably multiple worlds there, um, the Mushroom Kingdom ends up... It's only the Mushroom Kingdom that... It's like, or it's like just Bowser's castle that gets sent from the Mushroom Kingdom into the New York. So it's not like that badly messed up, I guess. For some reason. And then Bowser and Mario fight for a second. I th DK helps out. During this scene, Mario is in a gets back in the pizzeria oh there was a scene right before that where like spike almost runs into mario and then instead of being worried like mario i almost ran you over he's like mario you almost dented my van almost punches him and then he sees bowser's castle come out of nowhere runs away watches and his uh, van gets smashed exactly um this is when uh he he hears the commercial on the tv and he's like no i can do this i can fight uh bowser and this is when we get the, the brother relationship uh hero thingy whatever it's like bowser's about to engulf mario in flame but then luigi gets a manhole cover and blocks it and so what happens he's been hiding in a trash can i think that's actually the lid to a trash can i thought that was a sewer grate because it was really big uh i mean he was hiding in a trash can so either way it's possible this is when they both have the superstar they both which makes no sense but yes they both turn invincible, then they beat up Bowser, then they do the tune of Which was pretty nicely remastered, I will say. I like that one. they force feed Bowser a mini mushroom, put him in a uh a jar, and then No, 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 no. Peach force feeds him mushrooms. Again. Oh right. Is she the bad guy here? She's force feeding people mushrooms and putting him in a cage and denies his affections. Like, what is wrong with that? Peach, the real villain. Is she, though? Hmm. I, I feel like MatPat has to make a video about that. And this is when Mario and uh, Luigi just kind of like move to the Mushroom Kingdom. And then that's kind of the end of the movie. I. Well, kind of. Oh, enlighten us, please. Do we talk about the post-credit scenes? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Can pray tell. So, the first one is, of course, we get Bowser continuing Peaches uh, in a cage as it's revealed, only to be interrupted by a toad who kind of knocks his cage, tells him to shut up, and then slams the door on him. Again, Peach, hashtag real villain. Um, and uh, the other one is uh, under the, uh, in the sewers. Um, kind of takes you through a little trip, and you find a strange white dotted green egg. Or white egg with green dots. It cracks, screen goes black, and which and that's the, the end. Which, by the way, is the lamest Yoshi. tease of all time. 
If they sh- were going to tease anybody, it should have been Wario or Waluigi. Thick Wario will show up in the next movie. Who knows? Anyway. Okay. I was. I ended up. So there getting, we go. Let's see. So that is kind of it for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, big question. What do you? Th- Actually, I'm going to reflect a bit more on what happened after. So, as of right now, because I think it's still in theaters, is it? Or is it out? It's still showing that there's like... And I I think it is technically out of theaters. I mean, we watched at your house, so... So, it has so far made $1.348 billion. Um... Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a critic score of fifty-eight percent and an audience score of ninety-five percent. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know that I agree with that fan rating. It's the movie's like ninety percent fan service, so I mean, I guess they kind of. The Rotten does make sense, I guess, but like. The Rotten Tomatoes rating is really skewed anyway because it's not like, oh. The average of all critic scores is 58. No, it just means 58% of critics recommend the movie. It's a really weird system. A letterboxed out of five gives it a 3.3. Um, Then on IMDb, it is a 7.1 out of 10. Um, Easter eggs by game. This is going to be a brief Easter egg breakdown. I probably would have gone more in depth, but, you know... I really don't I I think I might have gotten most of everything. Uh, I'm doing this by game first off. A uh, Super Mario Bros 1. Well, what do you want me to say? It's literally like every other thing is a Mario 1 joke. Super Mario Bros 2. Um Shy Guys are there. They first appeared in that game. Super Mario You mean the Spring Game guy? Yeah, them. Um also, I should probably listen to the soundtrack to see if I can hear more of the themes that they use in there to catch more of the music Easter eggs. Overworld 2 and airship themes from Super Mario Bros. 3 are used, as is um, Mario's Tanuki suit and Dry Bones coming from that game as well. A Super Mario World, the Bonsai Bill came from that game, and uh, Mario and Luigi were wearing yellow capes in their commercial. That's a reference to the cape feather from that game. Um, For Super Mario 64, a bob Battlefield theme plays briefly the penguins wait from... what wait what that's in there i think it was in the end credits oh yeah no that's right i was like how did i miss that i love that theme as was like gusty garden galaxy as well i think um you know what I wish they had put in there was some of the music from Bowser's Inside Story. They might have. I can't. I don't know. Like in the final, the freaking Bob. The penguin design came from that game. Uh, King Bob-omb was also from that game. Uh, the Donkey Kong Country games, Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong, are both there. So that's like Donkey Kong Country Two right there. Chucky Kong from Donkey Kong 64 and the Donkey Kong rap also from that game. Exactly. Um, The mini mushroom from New Super Mario Bros. Um, Super Mario Galaxy. The Luma is a reference to that because that's where Lumas came from. Um, 
earlier on when uh, Mario and Luigi are rescuing the dog, we can see that one of the clients of the house that they're in, he's reading a book that just says Galaxy on the front cover. So that could be a reference to that. And I probably I think there's literally a line when uh, Peach is expositionating her backstory. She says, there's a whole galaxy out there. And I'm like, ooh, reference. You know what word they didn't say? Odyssey. Oh, Pauline was there and she, I mean, she didn't, she didn't first appear in that game. I want to say her technical first appearance was Donkey Kong, but at the same time, I've also heard people say that that's not technically her first appearance and that's just a character named Lady. And Pauline's first true appearance was in the Mario and Donkey Kong games for the Game Boy Advance. So you could say it's a reference to either of those. Also, I think I might have said it earlier, Gusty Garden Galaxy for Mario Galaxy is in the credits. So you could see that as a reference to that. If you really want to. I do to. love that game. Um, let's see... Uh, Bitty Buds, which originally appeared in Super Mario 3D Land, are throughout the movie as well, as were those, I think those weird orange, you you remember that, those weird, that thing with like the orange ball for the head and the long legs that went boing, boing, and Mario looks up at it and goes, hello, earlier on. Yep. I can't remember the name of those guys, but I think they first appeared in New Super Mario Bros. as well, which I mentioned a bit earlier. Um, Cat Mario came from Mario 3D World. Uh, Bowser in Peach's wedding outfits could have come from Mario Odyssey. There's a floating pyramid when they, as they're crossing the landscape, which by the way, because the Yoshis appear there, it makes the post credit scene having a Yoshi all the more anticlimactic. I don't know who thought of that brilliant idea. Yeah. Um, Paper Mario, Bowser having a floating fortress reminded me of Paper Mario, so that could be, have been well designed after that rainbow road um from mario kart as well no specific references to the games although i do know the blue shell first appeared in mario kart 64 um let's see next um yoshimitsu favorite character that's that is kind of tricky i will say i i i like toad and i like the luma i'm i'm there for comic relief so those two are probably my favorites my favorite character is Bowser. Because <laughs> Jack, Jack Black is giving the performance of a lifetime. It needs to be, uh, to quote a letterbox review I saw once, it should be taught in acting schools. Um, Least favorite scene, if any. I'm going to say where uh, Mario and uh, Donkey Kong are stuck inside the calamari. <laughs> the unagi the eel because uh, just just for the sake of the fact that they had an opportunity to slow down a little bit give the viewers a bit of a break because you need a break from action and do a little bit of character development uh, and they kind of just toss that I'm disappointed in that but other than like yeah so probably that scene um How you? see you really think the donkey kong scene was your least favorite i'm saying that scene specifically because they had an opportunity to do something pretty good there and they just um, blew it yes yeah i see what you mean now um my least favorite scene might be like 
I don't know. The post credit the post credits was like really underwhelming, but I feel like this movie just went so fast we had no time to dwell on like anything. But like thinking about it, I get I get I I probably say the post credit scene, but I agree with you, and I don't think Cranky Kong. I think Cranky Kong probably could have been a bit better. I've heard more. I've heard people say that like oh his performance wasn't that good. I th- I think he did okay stuff so. though. Uh, I liked fa- him. Favorite scene. I'll be honest. For all its flaws, I really enjoyed the bathroom scene where they're trying to fix the house. And the dog attacks. Yeah, I, I that it was enjoyable. Um, I'd say that my favorite scene is when uh, <laughs> Kamek and Bowser are having the fake wedding, just because it's like that is so- fun. It's so stupid, but like the implications that the, it puts forth, you know, you you really think about it. So you, if if the, if these were different movies, I'd ask like favorite song because there aren't really we can't because if there were more songs than just Peaches, we could probably do that. But like, I mean, they had more songs, but they're it's a bit trickier. The, I found that they were more subtle, and I don't remember any too well for some reason. I did that, like that's me. I, I remember the ones from the credits, though. I did like the Bob Alm, and Gusty Garden is always good. Yes. I also I did like how the Tanuki scene implemented the music there as well. Oh, I will I say think... again, I wish they had included, uh, like, in the final from Bowser's Inside Story is so good. That would have been an awesome, like, I don't know where they would have put it, but it would have been awesome to have. Oh, by the way, going back to least favorite scene, I don't, I, I do have a least favorite line, and because there's a scene where it's like, Bowser, he had the wrong mushroom. It's when Bowser, it's when Bowser interrogates Luigi, and then he asked him if he knows about like Mario, and then Luigi goes, "Do you think I really know every guy who, wearing overalls with the letter on his hat that has the first same letter that starts the first name, the letter of first letter of his name because i don't the line is so forced and his voice is annoying when he's saying it it's not that funny i don't know i don't think it's funny i don't know why where's the line do princesses find him attractive they do if they have taste i actually do kind of like that i thought that i thought that was funny just not the first bit um uh closing thoughts and letter grade closing thoughts they did what they uh, set out to do, which was make a movie that was mostly fan service. Uh, I didn't dislike the movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a lot of fun to watch. Would I say it's good? Not really. Would I say it's bad? Also not really. Uh, letter grade, I'd probably give it probably a B. Oh, Again, actually, it's nothing stellar, but it's enjoyable. I forgot that I reformatted the grading system, so could you give me a score out of 10 as well? Out of 10... It's probably a six or a seven. Yeah, I think the I think the letter grade system, which was from a different podcast, I didn't like it that much. Using Letterbox a lot, I kind of prefer doing it out of ten. Um, for me, I'll say the same thing. It's I kind of like what it does as well as what it doesn't do because it's like it's kind of just every other kids movie with the Mario skin over it. But like, there aren't too many cringy lines. There's no twist villain. There's no falling out and making up of the main characters. Like there's a teeny bit of that with Donkey Kong and Mario, I guess. There's no, uh, there's no like, 
Princess Peach is kind of a middle ground character. She's not like an overt girl boss, nor is she like overtly like meek. Uh, and there's no overabundance of fart jokes, which you'd kind of expect from uh, Illumination at this point. Hey, just wait for the Rabbids movie. Oh, there is already a Rabbids movie. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, just wait, one. Wait, it's, it's released or it's related? It's, there's a there's a Rabbids movie on Netflix. It's like a wait for Illumination to make a Rabbids movie. Oh, the, they already have honestly. Their... I would watch that. I would watch it. They have their own version of the rabbits. They're called the Minions. Yes, but this is more... Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, I just think the film is, like, very rushed. None of the scenes really, like, overstay their welcome, and that's, like, a blessing and a curse. There's so little character interaction, like, other than maybe Mario and Peach, if you really want to think about it. Even with, like, Mario and Luigi, which is, like, a central dynamic. They don't really... Like, aside from the opening, they don't really have that much time together as well. Like, Donkey Kong and Mario could have benefited from being a better scene. Like, they should have done it that way, but they didn't. Uh, Again, that's exactly what I'm saying. They need to slow down a bit and have time for character growth and development. This is coming from someone who does usually find those scenes boring. They need a place for the viewers to break. They have one scene that kind of does that, and that's the flower field where they get a bit more mellow and take a break from action. But that's it. Yeah. But and then also, like, if you don't know the games that well, you're really not going to get that much from it. Um, especially because there's like there's fan service and references thrown at you from like in all different ways, shapes, and forms. Some of it's more nuanced. Some of it's more like hit you over the head. Like, hey, remember this? Like with the music score, like I need to re-listen to that so I can pick up all of the references. From I mean, that's really about it um, for this movie. However, there is one last thing we need to do because this episode is going to be the end of this era of Geeks and Games for some reasons. Um, Yoshimitsu, would you like to elaborate? Yeah, so... I, uh, for reasons that I don't entirely want to go into because it has to do with my family life and I don't know how much of that I want to leave. He's, star he's starting his own plumbing business. Mm. <laughs> Let, let's just say that. Let's let's say he, you're, you're starting yeah, a plumbing business. I'm, well, I, I was talking more about the backstory. I am going into the military. Um... And as such, my hands are going to be tied for a lot of stuff. I'm not going to have as much free time to do stuff like record podcasts. I already, yeah, that I don't know how much time I'm going to have. So unfortunately, this marks the end of, at least for now, uh, Geeks and Games, or at least my hand in it. Um, I do not want to end necessarily no i do not i do not want to end um so you can bet that at some point we'll probably be back but for now this is goodbye uh it's been great i have enjoyed almost every minute of this podcast <laughs> having guests on having a good time together all the laughs we've had and uh our discord server will still be open so if you ever want to 
contact us, talk about the podcast and whatnot. Just ask questions, get to know us. We'd be happy to talk to you there. Um, but again, for now, this is goodbye, and it has been amazing. So thank you for being great listeners. Thank you, Tiger, for being an amazing host with me. Thank you for play uh, to Plague for the times you were able to be on. We miss you, buddy. Uh, one brief note I also had was, like, another motivation reason for why I'm, like, wanting the podcast to end for a bit is just, like, well, one reason, if you notice a lot of the earlier episodes, they'll say, oh, this game looks cool. I haven't played it yet. And, like, what's the point of having a game podcast if you don't even, like, know that many video games besides, like, Mario or whatever? Like, scheduling conflicts took their toll on me. So did uh, recording equipment difficulties. Um, lots Device. of things. It's and, like, I don't the think... The jiggly I... hard drive. Yeah, the jiggly hard drive. That that was a big thing. And, like, school is also a big thing. School and work. So, like, that, I don't know if, like, the podcast is going to be that manageable aside from a special thing here and there. I did just kind of want to get it done so I could have that off my back, I guess. So it's not like eating away at the back of my mind. Like I need to get this done. So like by having it done, I do feel like I've accomplished something and it is like the end of our, you know, two and a half year journey. And I am very grateful for everything. But at the same time, I'm honestly kind of relieved, but like not in a bad way that like I hated doing it. It's just there were I'm kind of glad to be taking a different spin on things for a while. I definitely like to play more video games, or at the very least, with episodes we do, I can focus on games I have played, so you don't have to hear me saying annoying things like that. I think the way I ended, I tried not to go into it with that whole, oh, look at this cool game, I haven't played it. I tried going into it with a slightly different mindset for the Nintendo Direct thingy I did. Uh who knows what I'll do? I might revamp focus. We could even like try doing it more just movies in the future. Yeah, you know, anything's possible. Again, our Discord is open. We're open to talking about things. I don't think I have no plans of shutting it down. I don't think Tiger does either for that matter. No, I mean, I'll keep this open. I'll probably do some bonus things. Uh, I think I want to remaster the podcast. I mean, the, the Iceberg episode that came out like last year and I have some plans to redo it a little briefly so it's like two in one because it was two episodes and now i think i'm gonna redo it as one big episode um as for everything else uh so fun and thanks for all the fish that was a yeah. reference to hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy if you're curious but i've heard that before i was wondering what it was I should um, probably read thank you but anyway thank you for listening to this episode of geeks and games this went faster than i thought because you know, movie went along faster than I thought. Um, yeah. Yoshimitsu, where okay. can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, I have a Flickr now. or I have had a Flickr for a bit, but uh, it's been a while since we've recorded. So uh, Flickr, my username is SpectreVamp, as one might expect. Uh, also, still have Lego Ideas account, uh, also under SpectreVamp. Uh, I haven't been super active because Lego does not appreciate my mech builds very much because weapons apparently and uh i also have a mecha bricks account not super active right now because i don't have really much time to do that but i will in a few months when i get a computer how about you tiger um 
I I'd normally say uh, Scratch and Lego ideas, but I'm not active on there, and I haven't been active on Mecha Bricks for a while either. I will say, um, my letterbox though, I do some things there, so you can check those out if you'd like. Um, and our Discord server. Um, everything else. Uh, thank you to Pavlos for his brief collaboration, and well, and also thanks to Pavlos for being an excellent guest. Yes, the, in general, the time to have, and also to Nomadic, who was our guest for a couple of for for an episode as well. Well, actually, yep. two episodes. He's an awesome guy. He has his own podcast. Go check it out. Bruce Beards and Shipwrecks. Also, Pablo's show, Just a Couple Metalheads, uh, is dead in the water practically. He might bring it back. I don't know. He's very busy as well. But anyway, that wraps up this episode and this era of Geeks and Games. We will see you whenever. Goodbye and farewell. We love you all very much. And thanks for all the fish. <laughs>